0: Praise Jesus, children of God. Welcome back to another podcast with me. It's been a long time since I did another podcast, but I am back again. I hope you guys are doing fine. I hope you guys have been basking in the grace, in the favor, in the goodness of the Lord. Um, Today, I have a very beautiful topic for all of us and it's about faith we are going to be talking about faith today i feel like faith is one of the things that is not talked about a lot especially when it comes to evangelism preaching and all that stuff there are churches there are people who um dwell on this topic but there are some people who do not really go into this thing they'd be like yeah i just have faith in god and that's that's it but they don't really explain how important faith is they don't explain how it works they don't explain the types of faith they don't explain how different people react when it comes to faith, when it comes to having faith. And faith is one of the things that is very, very uh, important. It is a very major key when it comes to living your life as a Christian. If you want to see God move in your life, if you want to see God do wonders in your life, if you want to see God really... Um, take over and change your life completely, you have to have complete faith in Him. The fact that you're a Christian, the fact that you know that God exists, that Jesus came down, died for you and resurrected and forgave you of all your sin, that is faith. And that same faith, the fact that you know without a reasonable doubt that Jesus died for you and you are forgiven and He is raised up again and now He is sitting at the right hand of God, that same faith, that same assurity, that is the same way you're supposed to go around, you're supposed to go about every single other aspect in life and in the bible especially in the book of matthew and in the book of john you will see different types of people and how and how they reacted to having an encounter with jesus how their faith was how how um how they thought of Jesus, how they carried themselves before Jesus and what they thought of him, how how much did they trust him? How much did they have faith in him and how their faith, their amount of faith healed them or changed their life in a way. So, um, when I was reading uh, the book of Matthew, uh, this thing never hit me. It just hit me last week when I was in the book of Acts. And then I was lying in my bed and I was like, okay, so I what What should I do about a podcast? Like what other podcast should I do? And then it just, the Holy Spirit just put it in my heart. Like you need to talk about faith because I had also heard another sermon based on the Jesus feeding the 5,000 and Jesus calming them- the, the storm and... Um, This guy was talking about faith as well. But then the Holy Spirit gave me another topic out of that um, someone that I heard. Uh, and he gave me these different types of faith that I need to talk about with some Bible references that you guys can understand, can see the difference of how, how, how people have faith in God, how many, and some, some of you will fall into some categories. And even though you fall into the not so good category, do not condemn yourself. Do not feel bad. We are here to grow. We are always moving and striving forward to get to the glory kingdom and you know, the value that we want to achieve to please God each and every day. So, uh, without further ado, let's start. The first type of faith I'm going to talk about is faith by trust, faith by trust. And this faith by trust, I found it from the story of the faith of the centurion. Now the, uh, the story of faith of the centurion, I first encountered it from the book of Matthew chapter eight, verse five to 13, Matthew chapter eight, verse five to 13. You can open your Bibles and go there and read with me. And it says, um, When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies home paralyzed, suffering terribly. Jesus said to him, shall I come and heal him? The centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. Now I'm going to stop there. This guy a centurion. He was a very powerful guy in that times. In those times, he was a very powerful guy with influence with servants. As you can see, he had a servant and this guy had this special servant who was, um, very, very sick. And obviously he had heard about Jesus because at that time, Jesus's name was like Spreading. His fame was spreading all over the place, and he heard about him and all the things that Jesus did. And because he heard of all the things that Jesus did, he called unto Jesus. He didn't even ask that is he legit or or something. He just called out to Jesus and asked Jesus, "Would you please heal my servant?" And we see Jesus' response is, "Shall I come and heal him?" This is to show you that most of the time, or um. Yeah, most of the time when we pray, sometimes we feel like God does not answer us. We feel like God is not hearing us. We feel like God is putting our prayers on hold. But the truth is, as we see here, Jesus was so willing, immediately, he wanted to like up and leave and go heal the servant. And that's why he asked, shall I come and heal? This is how God is with our prayer, with our petitions, with the needs that we have, with the prayer that we give to him. Prayer is talking to God, yes, but sometimes we do ask for things from our Lord and we see the willingness of God. We see the willingness of Jesus to answer those prayers, but there is always a catch before your ans- your prayer is answered. Now, when the centurion asked Jesus to come heal the servant, um, uh, when the centurion asked Jesus, yeah, when the centurion asked uh, Jesus to heal the servant, Jesus was willing. To, to, to heal the servant. That means the centurion prayed, even though he didn't realize that he was praying because he was making a petition to the Lord, which is prayer. And Jesus' is willing, a willingness to heal the person. And then it continues and says, uh, the centurion replied, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but just say the word and my servant will be healed. Now, the centurion realized that he was a sinner. He realized that he was not worthy to have the Lord step under his roof, to to have the Lord step into his house. This is to show that he recognized that this guy is holy. He recognized that Jesus is not just any other guy. He's not just any other person doing magic tricks and people are healed. He saw the identity of Christ as holy. He recognized himself as a sinner and he didn't feel worthy to have the Lord who was pure and perfect to get into his into his house. But that did not stop him from asking for the miracle when he said that um I do not deserve you I do not deserve to have you come under my roof but just say the word this guy did not even need jesus to step into the house he was so sure that if jesus just said the word if he just said that he is healed he is already healed so most of the time where we go wrong as believers sometimes we feel like we are too far off we've done so much mistakes we've disappointed god so much we've fallen so much into sin that god is not gonna bless us that god is not gonna listen to our prayer that he won't be um He is too holy, he is too perfect, he is too pure, he is too righteous, he is very majestic to even answer our prayer. But the truth is be like the centurion today who says that even though you are not worthy, I'm not worthy to have you under my roof, just say the word and my servant will be healed. And then it continues and says, "For I myself am a man under authority, with soldiers under me. I tell this one go, and he goes, and I tell that one come, and he comes. I say to my servant, do this, and he does it." When Jesus heard this, he was amazed and said to the fol- uh, and said to those following him. Truly I tell you, I have not found anyone in Israel with such great faith. I say to you that many will come from the east and the west and will take their places at the feast with Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the subject of the kingdom will be thrown outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Then Jesus said to the centurion, Go, let it be done as just as you have believed it. Uh, uh? go let it be done just as you have believed it would and his servant was healed at that moment so you see this guy recognized that even though i am of this power i have this influence i have all this money i have all this thing like i'm a respected person I need help. Sometimes as people, you do need help as Christians. We need help from God, but you are too proud because you see your economical, your social, your financial status, and you're like, okay, or the the strength that you have inside of yourself, you say, okay, I can do this on my own. You feel like you don't need God. If a whole general could plead with Jesus to, to heal his servant, why can't you? That is the problem. That is the question. Why can't you humble yourself and ask for help? Realize that Jesus does not does not care about your earthly status. He doesn't. All he cares about is do you believe that he can do it? And the reason why the centurion received instant miracle is because he trusted in the word of the Lord. It didn't have to take Jesus stepping into his house for him to know, for him to 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 see the miracle for him for for the servant to be healed. He believed that as long as it came out of his lips, That's it. That is all he needed. And that is the kind of faith we need to go about as Christians. Faith by trust. Okay. The second one is going to be under the faith of uh, by trust is going to be the faith of the woman with the bleeding uh, problem. It's in the book it's in the book of Matthew chapter 9 verse 18 to 22. Most of us have heard about this story by now. It's about the woman who had had uh, she had this bleeding problem for 12 years and she was really really sick and if you're a woman you know the hardships of having menstruation every single month. So this woman you can imagine the predicament she was in. Like she was so deep in trouble. She was so deep in in um it was it was something that was very hard. It was a burden for her 12 years of non-stop bleeding you can imagine how her health was how her um social life was her mental health her, her um, psychological health as well it wasn't that good and the day she heard jesus was passing by the day she saw jesus passing by because jesus was on the way to go raise a 12 year old girl who had died and that was the daughter of uh jairus this woman pressed about with uh, pressed about from the people like there was a very big crowd following jesus and this woman pressed on until she came and touched the hem of the garment of jesus and she didn't just touch it because um she could like she really had to struggle but in her heart she said um it says in the book of i'm gonna read it. it says in the book of uh matthew chapter 9 verse 20 it says just then a woman who had been subject to bleeding for 12 years came up behind him and touched the edge of his cloak she said to herself if i only touch his cloak i will be healed now no one told this woman like if you touch jesus's clothes you're gonna be healed no one told this woman that this man has anointing flowing even through his clothes she just believed in her heart if this Jesus is the one who goes healing people. He can heal the, the, the blind. He can make the blind see. He can make the lame walk. He can make the deaf hear. He can raise up the dead. Surely if I just touch the hem of his cloak, then I too can be healed. She, did, she didn't say that I maybe I will be healed. She was 100% sure that she's going to be healed. And once she touched uh, she touched Jesus's, um hem, Jesus noticed it because Jesus asked who touched him. Why did Jesus ask who touched him in a crowd that was pressing against him? It's because he felt his anointing. Some of his anointing leave him. Okay. And when it left him, that's when the woman came forward and said that I am the one who touched you. And Jesus says, um, Jesus turned to her and said, take heart daughter. He said, your faith has healed you. And the woman was healed at that moment. So one thing that we need to realize when you pray to God about something, when you believe in God for something, when you chase after something, when, when, when you chase after God for something, you need to realize that God realizes, God notices, God feels it when you are really running to him, when you really have faith in him. Because God, one thing about God, he will never leave or forsake you. God is not a God that ignores. He's not a God that just looks at people who have faith in him and just waits to disappoint them or just waits for them to just... um keep on going until they can't go anymore and then answer the prayer. No, God sees everything. He feels everything. And if we as Christians can be like the centurion, if we as Christians can be like this woman, that we believe as long as I've prayed for this thing, as long as I've given this thing to the Lord, as long as I've told the Lord this and this, as long as the Lord has told me that such and such is going to, excuse me, such and such is going to happen. Then, it is for us to believe it 100%. No don't go with a maybe it will happen, perhaps it will happen, maybe in a, another time it will happen or maybe later in life it will happen. You believe it there and then that it is done and it is done because the way God's power works, it all depends with our willingness to believe on our willingness to trust on our willingness to have faith in him, okay? Now we go to the second Type of faith, and that is faith by sight, faith by sight. this one we're going to find it in the book of John chapter twenty from verse twenty four to twenty nine Now this was the moment when Jesus had died, resurrected, and he was starting to appear to his disciples. Now, when Jesus appeared to the disciples, the disciples came and told uh Thomas like what happened. they were like, Yeah, Jesus was here, he's alive, he's well, we saw him and all that stuff, and this is what Thomas said. But he said to them, this is from uh, verse 25. But he said to them, unless I see the nail marks on in his hands and put my finger where the nails were and, and put my hand into his side, I will not believe. This is doubt. There's a reason why we all call Thomas doubting Thomas. This guy saw Jesus die. Yes. This guy had walked with Jesus for three and a half years or so. He saw Jesus doing all these miraculous works. And you might ask yourself like, why would Thomas doubt Jesus when he saw Jesus doing all this amazing stuff? I mean, we are Christians of today and we believe every single thing that Jesus did. We believe that he calmed the storm. He walked on water. He fed the 5,000. He turned water into wine. We sing about it in church. But for Thomas, who was walking with God, for three and a half years how is it that he did not believe and that is what comes this is what uh, i want to talk about now and that is doubt doubt will make you walk in faith by sight because when um when 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 uh, thomas said this it continues in 26 a week later his disciples were in the house again and thomas was with them Though the door were locked, Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. Then he said to Thomas, Put your finger here and see my hands. Reach out your hand and put it into my side. Stop doubting and believe. Now realize that Jesus is omniscient and he is omnipotent. That means Jesus knows everything. Jesus can hear everything. Jesus can see everything. And Jesus can go anywhere that he pleases. Now when Thomas said that he would not believe until he sees the 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 marks like the scars on Jesus like all the things they did to him unless he could see and touch he would not believe That means there are some of us in this world where we have some, maybe the Lord has spoken something into your life, but because of the circumstances that you are living in, because of the things that you have seen, because of the things that you've seen of you experienced, you doubt it. You say, unless this and this and this and this happens, I will not believe. And trust me, God hears your prayer. God hears every word that you say. God is always present in every conversation. That's why we need to be careful of all the words that come out of our mouths. Say it is because of the grace and mercy of the Lord and how the Lord is patient with us, how the Lord loves us regardless. Because one thing, as a Christian, even when you are losing your faith, God will always use his spirit to really um generate to remind you of his word so that you can regenerate your faith in him and we see that a week later the lord did not appear to him right there and then when you doubt god if you are doubting god on purpose so that he can you know appear and just prove himself to you then my sister my brother you are all you are all lost okay god will never god does not need to prove himself to anyone That is one thing. He doesn't need to prove himself to anyone. But one one thing that God will always do, he will always prove to you that he is real. He will always show you something to make your doubt go away and make him be true. He will make you see that you and your doubt, you don't need to doubt me because I am real. And whatever I say is true. And you need to trust in me because Jesus says that I am the way, the truth and the life. Now, when Jesus came, he told Thomas to do exactly what he said had to be done for him to 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 believe. And then um, Thomas said to him, my Lord and my God. Now, the minute Thomas saw the scars, the minute he felt like the where Jesus was like speared and stuff, that's when he believed There, are some of us who will not believe in the word of the Lord, will not believe in what the the Lord has put in our lives until we see a miracle. Then we are like, Oh my goodness, the Lord is working in my life. Oh my goodness, this is happening. Like I, I didn't know, I did not know that God would hear this prayer. We have people, that we have sometimes, even I have fallen short to that thing. Sometimes, sometimes I pray for something and I keep praying and praying and praying and praying about it. And then the day it happens, I'll be like, Oh, God was listening to my prayer. Oh, sometimes there's a day I was sitting on ho- at home and um I was listening about uh, someone about the Holy Spirit and how he's always listening and how he's always ready to help and stuff. And that day I wasn't feeling well. And then I remember just saying, Holy Spirit, I'm not feeling well. Can you please just heal me of this pain. Can you please just release this pain? And all of a sudden, like right immediately, the pain just lifted. And I was like, oh, he listens to me. And the Holy Spirit told me like, of course I'm listening to you. I thought that you know that by now. The reason why you even asked me is because you know that I'm listening. So sometimes we might be doubting God, even, not, even when we're not realizing it, you might be doubting God and not realizing it. So it's very paramount that when you ask God for something, when you um call yourself a believer of God, when God says something, do not wait for a sign to believe it. Just believe it. The same way you believe that God has forgiven you, the same way you believe that when you die, you're going to heaven, the same way you believe that God is the ruler of the universe. You should believe in every single thing that he says in your life, every single thing that he has promised you even though your circumstances do not look like it even though where your life has been even though the journey that you have taken to where you are or how you look like right now does not resemble who God says you're gonna be does not mean that you're not gonna be who God says you're gonna be and that's why we do not need to move by sight we don't move by sight we move with believing we move with trusting that's how we see um, miracles happen if you now can see the um difference in faith by trust the healing the miracle came instantly and then when you have faith by sight it takes time because by the time thomas came and saw jesus with his own eyes it was after a week that's when he saw. like that was the period like you will have a very slow um gradual growth with god if you're always that person who has to see something to believe Okay, and then Jesus goes on and says in verse 29, then Jesus told him, because you have seen me, you have believed. Blessed are those who have not seen, and yet they have believed. This is us, those people who, we have never seen Jesus with our own eyes. We have never... had conversation with people like Peter or something or had someone who was in that time to come tell us or had evidence to prove to us that Jesus was real and did this and this and this. We have the Bible, we read the Bible and something in our hearts or is always open to us that we know and we trust that yes, this is true, this is what the Lord is doing, the Lord is real, Jesus came, he died, he resurrected, all these things are true and all that stuff. God says that blessed are we who have not seen and yet have believed. So as a believer, this is a blessing for you to be believing in Jesus right now, for you that every single time you pray to God, you've been crying to God over and over again for something. Do not give up because Jesus says that you are blessed because you have not seen, but yet you have believed. Okay, so we go now to the third um type of faith and that is the wavering faith due to circumstances now this is um it's like an extension of faith by sight now faith by circumstance we uh wavering faith due to circumstances we find it in matthew chapter 14 from verse 22 to 33 now this is gonna be about jesus um walking on water yes jesus walking on water Now, um, this story is very... uh, Sorry, it's going to be Jesus calming the storm. Jesus calming the storm. Now, um, I think it is in the book of Matthew or Mark. I'm not sure. Where Jesus fed the 5,000 first and then uh, he walked on water. And then there's another one that says that uh, he was... Like they did the 5,000. They fed the 5,000 and then they traveled across the lake. And Jesus was asleep and then the storm came. Now, we want to focus on where uh, about this um Jesus calming the storm. Now, when Jesus had fed the 5,000, obviously the disciples were there. The miracles happened in their hands. At first, they were skeptical. After seeing Jesus doing all these miracles, they were still skeptical of Jesus feeding the 5,000. Because they were looking at logic. They were thinking of this miracle logic logically. I, I've told you guys more than once that if you think about God's ways logically, you will never understand. You will never get to experience the, the, the miracle. You'll never be able to experience the supernatural. You'll never be able to grow spiritually if you're always thinking logically. But because of... um. Yeah, because of our logic, we fail to understand what, what God does in the spiritual. And this is one of the problems that Jesus had with his disciples. Um, his disciples, were, they saw Jesus like feeding the 5,000 because they were there. The, the bread and the fish multiplied in their hands. And after the miracle, everyone was fed. Everything was fine. They would now crossed over to go to another place. And when they were in this boat, uh, Jesus fell asleep. And when he fell asleep this storm just came and started like ravaging the the boat and they were almost sinking and then they cried out to Jesus they woke him up, they woke they woke him up and they were like you need to save us because we are going to die this thing is going to kill us and Jesus woke up calmed the storm and then rebuked them okay Jesus rebuked his um his disciples and you might be asking yourself like why would Jesus rebuke his servants For, you know, for asking him to to help them. Like, I mean, if we are in trouble, we are asked to like, you know, go to Jesus. If we are going through some, some stuff that we do not understand, if the devil is ravaging us here and there, if, if the storms are too heavy for us, we should be calling on Jesus. And you're absolutely right. If you are going through a hard time, you need to call on Jesus. But the reason why Jesus was mad at his disciples, the reason why he was angry and rebuked them is because Jesus was in this boat. Even let's think logically if Jesus, if you are with Jesus right now in a boat and you're, you're going somewhere and then in the sea, the sea now starts misbehaving and then all those waves and this, and this, uh, and a storm just comes and you're with Jesus in the boat with the knowledge that you have about Jesus, just be, um, just be honest. With the, with the wisdom that you know and all the understanding that you've had about Jesus, would you be afraid of the storm knowing that Jesus is with you in the boat? And for you, if you answered no, that is very nice. Because for you, you know what Jesus can do. You know that he is Lord over all. There is nothing that can, you know, harm you as long as God is by your side. Like God, the most powerful being in the world is by your side. So this guys. They were sinking. Now they forgot that, you know, they fed the 5,000. They forgot that Jesus could, you know, raise the dead. They forgot that Jesus could heal, um, could heal the the sick. They forgot that Jesus could make the blind see. Okay. And they just went crazy and they were like jesus you need to save us we are dying and all that stuff and jesus told them you are men of little faith and that is because they did not trust jesus enough even though he was sleeping they did not trust that his presence was enough to get them through the storm how many of us are dealing with stuff in our lives where we feel that jesus's presence the lord's presence is not enough for us it's not enough for us to keep going you want the lord to speak You want the Lord to move. You want to see all the dramatics. You want to see the power that God, you know, exerts like a mighty sign to know that the Lord is working in your life. How many of us have been in circumstances? How many of us are in storms? And we feel like the Lord is really not doing anything in our lives. Like you feel like the circumstances that are in your life make you forget all the places that the Lord has taken you out of right now in my life there is something huge that is upcoming there is there's a blessing that is coming my way and with huge blessings sometimes huge overwhelm this overwhelming feeling can also come so there's a time I really felt overwhelmed my life there's a time my life was very barren and then all of a sudden God just flooded my life with blessings and there's a time that I felt very, very overwhelmed. And I was like, Lord, I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to do this. I need to take this. I need to finish this. I need to be able to pass this. And everything was just too much. And then I got I got anxious. I got anxious and I was like, how am I supposed to do all of these things? How am I supposed to finish all of these things? And it's like you're running, you're racing against time. And the Lord um just made me you know, go back to all my, my papers, like my past life, I was just sitting with my documents at home and I was like looking at them. I wanted to, I was looking for a paper and then I started going through like my papers, like my high school documents, my um my achievements that I've, I've had, all the things that I've gone through, the houses I've lived in and all that stuff. And then I started seeing like where God took me from. Like right now, yes, I'm in a season of blessing, but also it's a little bit rocky and a little bit stormy because everything has to be brought under control. And it feels like I'm, on, I'm all alone. But the Lord reminded me, like you're being anxious right now because of all of these things. But you do not remember where I brought you from. Some of us are so focused with the circumstances, with the storm that is ravaging against us, that we forget that the Lord was with us just a moment earlier when we did not have something. Right now, you feel like your job is going to swallow you whole. And months ago, you did not even have that job. Okay, there are some of us who were crying to God for a a promotion over and over and over again. And then when the Lord blesses you with that promotion and then comes the the challenges that come with with, with promotions, you're like, I can't do this. I cannot do this. I feel like I'm being drunk, like I'm drowning, like I'm being brought, I'm being sunk under. And you're there like, what am I supposed to do now? You forget that the Lord who took you out of no promotion to giving you a promotion is the same God that is keeping you alive. There are some people who are in situations where you feel like, you cannot breathe. You feel like tomorrow is just too far away. You feel like you cannot make it. You feel like you're gonna give up. You are on that verge of just saying, I give up. I don't want it anymore. I just can't continue. But you forget that the Lord, the presence of God is the thing that wakes you up every single morning. The presence of God, the peace of the Lord is the thing that makes you sleep at night. The peace of the Lord is the one that wakes you and gives you the strength in your body. The Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit is the one who keeps you moving, keeps you going. He is the little hope that is in your life. But how many of us are so concentrated on the circumstances that we forget that the Spirit of God, that Jesus is still in our boat. Because remember, the Lord says over and over and over again in the Bible, do not be afraid. Do not be dismayed for I will never leave or forsake you. I will help you. Jesus says that no one who calls unto his name, no one who comes to him shall he send away. No one, like no one, even though you did whatever you did, it doesn't matter what kind of sins you've committed. As long as you repent and you call on to God, there is no day that God is going to ignore your call ever. And as human, I know sometimes you can be like, Sarah, you don't understand where I'm from. You don't understand the things I'm going through. I know this world has pain. This world has stress. This world can make you go crazy. This world is just trash if I can say and we go through a lot of stuff especially as Christians it's already hard enough being a human being on this planet it's even harder to be a human being who recognizes his or her maker Someone who is walking against the tide. We know that the devil is now working overtime to make people go to where he's going. He's really, you know, blinding people, deception and all this stuff and all these things that are happening. We have the pandemic. We have the fires. We have floods. We have earthquakes. We have tornadoes. We have all these things. Death, death death sprees that are happening in other countries that you, you even stop and wonder like, what is this world coming to? And sometimes it can be overwhelming. But then you forget that, even in all this chaos, where you are, you are under peace. Where you are, you can still eat, you can still sleep, you still wake up, you're healthy. Even though the pandemic took your job away, you are still living in that house that you're living in. There are some people who have lost a lot of things, but at the same time, you still have your life, you're still living where you are. Like, life is hard, yes, but every single day, you don't miss a thing. And that comes to uh, that also rhymes with being grateful. We should always be grateful. We should always remember that he who lives inside of us is stronger than he who lives in the world okay we are not living on our own strength we are not fighting with our own strength we are not moving with our own strength it's the holy spirit who lives inside of us it's the holy spirit who walks with us it's the holy spirit who speaks to us who breathes life into us each and every day who strengthens us who helps us go the disciples forgot that jesus the same jesus who fed the five thousand, the same jesus who could make them people walk the same jesus who could heal the blind who could make the the deaf hear the same jesus who could even raise the dead they forgot that this same jesus was able to stand until the storm shut up and be quiet and that is what is wrong with us most of us as believers we love um i this might sound harsh but we do love praising our circumstances praising our problems praising all the things that are going wrong in our life instead of praising god for giving us His presence for giving us his spirit to stay with us to endure suffering, to endure problems that he gives us strength to keep pushing. The reason why you keep going on your knees every single day, even though your situation has not changed. The reason why you keep going on your knees daily, crying out to God on the daily Reading out his word, really holding on that you do not want to give up. That is God. That is his presence in that boat. You feel like you're alone in that boat, but you're not alone. There are seasons as a Christian, yes, you are really going to feel like you're walking alone. You're really going to feel like you're in the wilderness. And we all have this season, all of us. Not one of us will ever go through this Christian life without passing through this stage. But one thing I want to remind you is do not focus your faith because things are fine. Okay, just because you have a blessing, just because you have everything you wanted to have, the Lord is really blessing you, the favor, the grace, the mercy, the love, all of these things the 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 Lord you know granting you victory in spiritual warfare, don't let that be the strength of your faith. Let that be the motivation of your strength, yes, but the moment where your full strength is tested so to say about your 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 faith or uh the way your faith is measured is when things are not going the way you want them when you are in a storm that's when god looks at your faith when you are in a storm that's when the devil wants to break every fragment of faith in you we know that the full armor of god has the shield of faith if the devil can manage to break your shield if he breaks your shield of faith it doesn't matter what else you have you will get hit over and over again, and the way the devil breaks your shield, your shield of faith, is by bringing circumstances and trials and temptations and problems and and all this chaos in your life to make you forget who is with you in that boat. He wants to make you feel like you're alone. He wants to make you feel like God doesn't love you. He wants to make you feel like you're all fighting on your own or you have something to prove to God or you've done some mistake that God cannot forgive you of or you think you're living in a certain kind of way that the Lord is punishing you for it. But you forget that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him shall have everlasting life and not perish. Okay. That is what we forget. We forget that the Lord says that he has chosen us. He has forgiven us. He has redeemed us and restored us. And all of this, why? Because he loves us. Because we are his. Because he has called us his sons. Okay? His daughters. We are his children. We have been adopted into the kingdom of God through Christ Jesus. So if Jesus would come to this world, die for you on the cross, resurrect and and defeat death and, and take over the, the keys of hell so that you would not go there. If he saved you out of condemnation, what makes you think that God cannot help you in the circumstances that you are in right now? Okay. So wavering faith due to circumstances that is somewhere where most of us fail that is somewhere where most of us are falling into and i want to encourage someone today who feels that they're in a storm they cannot come out of someone who has been crying all night long someone who has been really feeling like god abandoned them or you feel like god is so far away i want to remind you today even though it doesn't feel like that have faith that the lord you serve is in that boat with you. Even though he feels too far away, he is closest when he feels so far away. That is that is something someone told me once. It says, every time you feel like God is so far away, he is closest to you. Every time you feel like you cannot hear God, he is closest to your ear. All you have to do is have faith and be be quiet, be still and let him speak. Okay, let him do what he do we what he does because at the end of the day, even though you complain, even though you you lose your faith in God, the storm is always gonna be there, okay, and also uh the good side of this story, even though the disciples did not have faith enough to call on Jesus, they did something good, they realized that we are gonna die, they realized that this storm is gonna kill us, but then they remembered. This is where it is good. They remember that we have Jesus in this boat. They remember that this storm is going to kill us but hey, we have a guy called Jesus in this room. Go and call Jesus. Call on God. Stop crying. Stop wailing. Stop fighting. Stop getting mad. Stop being frustrated. Call on Jesus. Cry to Jesus. This is the one thing that they did that was nice. They cried out to the Lord. They told him, Lord, we are going to die. Please save us. And that is what you need to do. The, You need to realize that on your own, you cannot do anything. You can do the mortal stuff, the carnal stuff you can handle. But when it comes to a spiritual life, when it comes to all the wars and all, that, all the attacks that the devil really brings and all this demonic stuff that they really try to heap on you so that you can lose your ground, you need the Lord, you need the power of the Holy Spirit, you need His fellowship, you need to be speaking to God each and every day. If you're a Christian, you need at least every single day an hour speak to God. If you do not have a prayer life, If you do not have a prayer lifestyle you need to start one now i myself i'm i'm still training myself to have like a really strong prayer life because i realized without god without him moving in my life without him speaking into my life without him guiding me without me talking to him because today for example i really had an overwhelming morning and what helped was just speaking to god just speaking to him i was like i i feel bad i feel overwhelmed i feel anxious can you please just help me and kid you not, he brings peace to those who feel anxious. He, he brings that, that peace, that joy, even though you're in this circumstance where it doesn't feel so good. He has a way to make you feel better in that situation. Jesus has the power to put an end to your storm. You do not have the power to put an end to your storm. It will swallow you up if you try to do it on your own. So in this way, we see that the things that kill our faith is doubt, number one doubt will kill your faith number two circumstances if you focus yourself on circumstances they are gonna wipe your faith out they're gonna break your faith and these are the tactics that the devil uses uses each and every day to break you apart the third is gonna be not dwelling in the word of the lord if you are not constantly reminding or feeding yourself of the word of the lord how are you supposed to have strength how are you supposed to be encouraged that the lord is fighting for you you need to you know that the word of the the bible is not just a bible it's not just a book these are all love letters 66 books of just pure love letters from your father to you to remind you when you are broken go to the bible when you are lost go to the bible when you are um, angry, go to the Bible. When you feel confused, go to the Bible. If you are going through spiritual warfare, go back to the Bible. There are so many things in this Bible. There are so many remedies for whatever you feel. Anything. If you are sick, go to the Bible. Remind yourself of the promises of how God says that you are not meant to be sick. Like sickness is not your portion. Remind yourself that no weapon formed against you shall ever prosper. Remind yourself how you are redeemed, restored and and, and you are loved by Him. Remind yourself that God says that He is your strength the joy of the lord is my strength remind yourself that he is your redeemer remind yourself that he is your strong fortress remind yourself of how he says that he's gonna bless you not just you but all your descendants after you Remind yourself of all of of these promises that God says to you. Remind yourself of who you serve. Remind yourself of the sovereignty of God, his majesty, his grace, his love, his everlasting love, his unfailing passion for you, how he yearns for you. Sometimes the devil will really taunt and torment you to tell you how much you're not loved, to tell you how much you are not worthy of God's love. If you have been falling into sin and you feel you're not worthy, remind yourself every single day that Jesus came to this world just for you, to die for you. And then you need to ask the Holy Spirit, please help me because I know that you can help me. I myself cannot do it. Please help me. Remind yourself to always die and crucify your flesh and live in the spirit. Okay? This is what you need. Every single day, dive into the word of God. Spend time in prayer. Spend time in reading the Bible. Sometimes I find it very relaxing to just read the Bible. Just speak the promises out loud. Just, you know, do... Um I might not even pray I would just sit and just listen to either um, a sermon about the Lord or I just open my Bible to, I love reading the book of Isaiah 42 when I feel like I'm down and stuff. Or I, or Psalms 91 or I go to Jeremiah 31, Jeremiah 30, Isaiah 60, um, Zechariah 31, 9, Deuteronomy 28, 9, I guess. I mean, I I love going to these verses because they really remind me of who God is to me and who I am to him. So, as Christians, we should really learn to have this culture of reminding ourselves the word of God in our lives, to always speak it out loud so that even, even speaking it out loud, it helps you even believe the more. Because sometimes we do struggle with our faith, even though our circumstances do not look with uh, like what God says is going to do in our lives. We need to really train our heart and tell our heart, like, you need to relax. The Lord says that this and this is going to happen. So we are going to trust the Lord that this and this is going to happen. And that is exactly what the Lord expects of us. Okay. So that is what you, those are the factors that kill our faith as Christians. And if you want to encourage someone else, if you want to strengthen someone else's faith, as Christians, we are brothers and sisters in Christ. We should help each other. We should strengthen each other. If you feel someone is falling off the wagon, you should spread the gospel. You should encourage one another with the word of God. Preaching is a way of... um of of encouraging people of having people to have faith in God in the book of um, Matthew also we see I think it was Matthew if it was not Matthew it's John you see how the Samaritans after Jesus spoke to the to the Samaritan woman and she started evangelizing you see that the people believed in Jesus before they even met him and then when they met him they even believed it more to the point that they said that you are not just a man you're not just a teacher or a prophet you are the savior you are the Messiah they knew him they saw him believe that this guy is the Messiah that we've been waiting for. Okay. So even preaching to others, sometimes you might feel like preaching to your fellow brothers and sisters in Christ is nothing because you feel like you need to fetch out souls, the ones that are lost. But sometimes you need to go back to your family. You need to go back to that friend of yours who is Christian. You need to go back to that friend who, um, you haven't had for a while of you are you haven't seen in church for a while remind them encourage them tell them that how god loves them ask them how they are doing because some of them are fighting battles that they are not even telling anyone and we need to hold each other together we need to pray with one another we need to encourage one another we need to walk with each other we need to lift each other up to greatness and all that stuff so um that is the little bit i found in faith because there's a very variety there's a big variety of what faith is and how faith works and how to strengthen it and how it breaks when you don't you know guard it well and um all this stuff but i wanted you guys to listen to the types of faith the faith by trust the faith by um by encounter with the word the faith the faith by, by sight, the wavering faith due to circumstances, the things that destroy our faith as Christians, especially as young Christians, and how you can build up your faith. As I said, how to build up your faith is you need to understand God's power. You need to understand his sovereignty. You need to understand his majesty. You need to understand he's not just a spiritual being. He is the creator of the universe. He is your father. He is your Lord. He is the one who created you perfect in every way okay you need to realize that his presence having his presence near you having his spirit within you is all you will ever need having the name of jesus to call on to is all you will ever need you need to um Remind yourself of the word and what he can do. Remind yourself of his promises. Remind yourself of who you are in Christ. Remind yourself of the sacrifice that Jesus made for you. That also helps each and every day to always have a repentant heart that you never feel like you owe, like like God owes you anything. You need to rem- remind yourself like I was not worthy. I am not worthy, but Jesus made me worthy. And since he made me worthy, then I can ask my father of anything and everything through my master's name, Jesus, okay? And then you need to preach to one another. You need to to check out for each other's lives. You need to look at, you need to ask around, like, are you fine? Are you doing fine? How is your walk? Are you struggling with something? Do I need to pray for you? Should I stand with you in prayer? Should I help you with something? Like these are the things you need to talk over with, your brothers and sisters in life and then a prayer life is also very very important living a holy life is actually very very critical okay living a holy life it attracts god's presence staying on you You always like smell and 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 have this glow of god each and every day so those are just the few examples that i found from my bible study again i said i am not professional i am no pastor. I have not learned anything about, you know, preaching and all that stuff. All I know is that I have a burning desire to spread the word of God, to spread the gospel, to, sell, to tell someone about Jesus. Even for those who know about Jesus, I really desire for you guys to really grow in Christ. I know that especially in this time, there are things that are happening, especially in the, I don't know if you guys have been feeling it, but there's something in the spirit that is just shifting and changing and fighting and op- and opposing us and it can be overwhelming sometimes you might be tired there sometimes I wake up and I'm just tired but I remind myself that I cannot be tired because I am God's own soldier like he is counting on me and I'm counting on him like without me without him I cannot be me okay and for me to be authentic for me to be the one that I to be the woman that I am for me to be Sarah I need him and I have to stay in contact in contact with them no matter what happens, no matter how I feel. I really have to dig deep into the Lord. You have to have a desire for the Lord. And I thank God that he has brought me to this point in my life because I've seen him move majorly in my life. The minute that I really set my focus on him, setting your focus on God is really important. It's one of the f- Steps that you need to take in even having faith in God, because the minute you turn to him wholeheartedly, a hundred percent, you take away every distraction. You tell him to take away everything that is not of him. There's this song that I really love by Chandler Moore, and it's called Take It All Away. And it says that um, God take away everything away till all that is left is you that means that god will take away everything that does not please him everything that is not helping you everything that is distracting you from him he will take it away and then all that remains in your life is all that he has ordained for you so that you can keep you know being surrounded in his presence you just head yourself around in his presence and that is what i wish for each and every one of the each and every one of you that is what i'm praying for each and every one of you so now in the in the remaining minutes, I just want to take time and pray for you that the situation you're going through, the, the feelings that you have right now, the frustration, the pain, the, the struggles you're going through, that the Lord will really speak to your heart, that he will really open your heart, that he will really, he will really open your eyes and your spiritual mind so that you can understand and know that he is God over all and he's always um with you. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for my listener right now. I thank you that your child has taken time to really listen to your word that he has taken or she has taken time to really listen to what you had in mind for them, what you wanted to put into their heart. Father, I pray for each and every person who is listening to my voice. I pray that you impart in them strength. Lord, I pray that you may grow inside of them a fire that will never burn out. Father, I pray that you may help us to focus on you. Let us not focus on our circumstances. Let us not focus on destruction that the enemy brings. Let us not focus on the storms that we are in, O oh my Father. Lord, I know that, Lord, you will never leave or forsake us. Father, every pain that we are going through, every frustration that we are under, every failure that we are experiencing, every hardship, every struggles, Lord Almighty, that we encounter day by day, Lord, they are not stronger than your power. They are not stronger than your word. They are not stronger than your hand, O oh my Father, because you are the creator of the universe. You love us with an everlasting love. And I pray for your strength, your peace, your joy, your grace, your favor, Father, to fall on us. Holy Spirit, may you arise in us. May you fill us up of every holes, of every emptiness, of every crack that is in our hearts that makes us fall short when it comes to faith. Lord, may you teach us to have more faith in you, teach us to please you. With our faith in you, with our love for you, Lord Almighty, I thank you for each and every person who is listening to my voice or my father. I pray the blood of Jesus to cover them. I pray the blood of Jesus to really um, cover every area of their lives. I pray that your peace, your presence reign and be dominant in their lives, Lord. And I come against every destruction. I come against every um, intimidation from the enemy that it comes to bring to your children, that it comes to destroy the faith that they have, that it comes to taunt and torment today. I break its power and I send every arrow and I send every... Um, every dart and I send every weapon that has been put on your children to destroy them back to the abyss in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, I thank you and Lord, I, and I worship you because your children have come to you. Your children love you, Lord, and your children seek you each and every day. Thank you, Jesus, because your word says that whoever comes to you, you shall never send them away. Father, I speak a blessing over your children. I speak your presence over your children. Even as we part ways, whatever we do, wherever we are, Lord, your I pray that your love i pray that your presence dwell with us with our families i glorify and am magnify your holy name for it's in jesus name i pray all of this believing and trusting amen you are blessed you are a mighty soldier jesus loves you so so much he really really loves you i pray that you really really believe that with all of your heart and i will see you guys next time with another different topic and i love you guys and god bless you